0: hello and welcome you're listening to it's a groom's life with carly o'brien hello and welcome you're listening to it's a groom's life with carly o'brien Welcome to a new episode of It's a Grooms Life. And today I have with me, and I want to say we are friends. I think I will go so far as to say we're friends. Um, and so I have Catherine and James with me, who are aka Touch of Tweed. Um, and um, hi guys, how are you doing? Hi. hi. Yeah, we're good, thank you. you. We're really good. <laughs> good. Thank you for coming on. really appreciate it. So, guys, who for people who don't know you, would you mind introducing yourself and just tell us sort of an outline of what Touch of, tweed, Touch of Tweed is? And then obviously we're going to go into more detail about the brand, but just what is Touch of Tweed? Can we see
1: that one? Yeah, you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in a nutshell, Touch of Tweed is a country and coastal lifestyle brand um, focusing on clothing and accessories that use tweed hopefully in a different way that you might not have seen before, which is whereby we inject pops of colour, which is the tweed, into classic style items that you'd be wearing every day. So that could be a sweatshirt, it could be a jumper, it could be a belt, but hopefully it's not full tweed, it's
0: just literally a a
1: touch of tweed.
0: (laughs) Excellent. And then would you mind telling us the... Story of how Touch of Tweed sort of became an idea and how it created and why you wanted to create it, like from the beginning. Can you tell us the story about it? Do you want to do that one? Don't we do that one? It's quite a long one. <laughs> and a bit, not, I like the story. It's, it's
2: a bit long winded, but it's basically about Catherine and I and how we met because I've got more of a sort of coastal background. So you'll you're usually find me down at the beach in a pair of flip flops with a hoodie. Um, Soaking, soaking up rays like bright colors whereas Catherine's more um country pursuits uh so she's you know i wouldn't say that she's necessarily full tweed on but she <laughs> she certainly got the full tweed jacket
1: um <laughs> and coat yeah so so
2: when we met our our fashions didn't really go together and um we were sort of going to certain events and i always felt a bit awkward because i didn't know what to wear Catherine was the same
1: you don't wear a tweed jacket to the yeah, beach, you
2: do you? Yeah. <laughs> if I if I go to some functions in my green yellow flip flops, people kind of look twice at me. I don't care, but in, that, in a country pub, a bright yeah, green hoodie and a
1: bright some yellow some pair of flip flops—not
2: <laughs> not quite the etiquette. So yeah, it kind of came about from that, really. Uh, it was Catherine's idea from conception, um, and yeah, it's just come come from that, really, isn't
1: it? Yeah. So my. Obviously, heritage is the tweed part, and James's sort of bright colours. You know, his bright green hoodie and his yellow flip flops. <laughs> that's where the. That's why we chose or choose to use brightly coloured tweed where we can, because it's James's reflection of the pops of colour, and my reflection in tweed. And it's a way we haven't seen it used uh, before, or yeah. continue to not have <laughs> seen it used this way before. So
2: yeah, we wanted to cheer up people's wardrobes a bit as well. <laughs> you know just inject that bit of colour bit of a focal point bit of a talking point people sort of stop you in the street and go oh what's that
1: is that tweed you know <laughs> yes is that
2: and yeah you know, it's just a focal point really I guess gets conversations yeah. going
1: yeah and it's I- also like we want to give confidence to people as well so you know you've got that item in your wardrobe that you think yeah I'm wearing that out because I feel good in it I look good in it it gives me shape or you know I know it feels nice it's good for the environment so it's very much that as well we're going down the route of creating clothing that you will it will be the one that you pick out to wear time and time again you know it's multifunctional we don't do seasonal uh, trends or necessarily yeah, follow trends we don't
2: do fast fashions it's all about slow sustainable
1: um wearable you know, yeah
2: interwearable pieces that you wear all the time that are built to last that last forever basically um and we want to try and keep them going as well so you know, if you buy from us and you have a problem or, you know, something wears out a little bit, then we want to get it back. We want to repair it and then send it on its way again. Get another 10 years out of it, basically.
0: Yeah. And I think you've guys. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no I love it. And I, I think you guys have really picked like classic styles as well, as in styles that just don't go out of fashion. Um, so like you say, you will get the longevity of the item for it to last forever because it won't be uh, a style that will go out of fashion or anything like that it like you say it will be one that you will continue to wear year in like year in year out and how long have you guys been going for like when did it start
1: uh I think I told you about the idea in 2016 but um, neither of us have a fashion sort of background so it took two years to do all the research find, fa- find a factory
2: I, I, def- I definitely don't
1: have a fashion background <laughs> uh, so yeah probably another two years I think it was to yeah find a UK factory and go and visit them to make sure that they were what they said they were yeah. and the quality of the products being produced um so I think maybe yeah. May 2018 officially we started trading
0: yeah I think <laughs> and you kind of just started with like one or two products, like your your sweatshirt, your is it a sweatshirt, is it a jumper? Like, how would you describe like your, say, yeah, your we, first we product? It we, we're
2: we're both guilty for calling it either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and we,
2: we refer to it as a sweatshirt on our website and what have you. Just sounds posher, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and you did like a almost like a male and female version, but. Like, yeah. I do feel like the ladies could wear the men's if they wanted to. And yeah, the and want certain, to wear they the they ladies, I they probably could
1: as well. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, we've had quite a lot of ladies buy the men's original one uh, because they just liked the feature of it, although it was a bit longer in the body. And we've also had guys that want the button version that the ladies' original was in because they thought it was so different. So mm. watch this space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And then obviously since then, you've obviously introduced new products, uh, new, yeah, new products to your, your business, mm-hmm. um, which I obviously knowing you guys, I know when you bring a new product out, you don't um, bring it out lightly, like you do loads of research, you make sure um you know where the products uh, where the products are made where the material comes from and everything like that so I know you do a lot of research to make sure it, it's the right product for your brand but could you tell us what other products you now have in your um collection
1: quite a few <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got I, I was guilty of getting carried away during the lockdown wasn't I because mm-hmm. it was, had, to,
2: had to rein you in a little bit yeah
1: you did <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a quite a well, as any business would know, you probably needed to diversify or think outside the box, or you may well not have had a business the other side of lockdown. So I diversified quite quickly uh, into the accessories market, and that's where our Fortin belt came from. And then as a result of the Fortin belt, there was um, where the inlay of tweed goes at the back, there was the leather left over, so that then naturally formed itself into key rings, um, We sort of went almost down the home route a bit, didn't we? With cards, which again were Uh, uh, scraps of tweed that were coming off and they were really small pieces, didn't want to waste them. So they've gone into um, greetings cards.
2: Yeah, which we we still have. It's Mm. just a case that we just don't like to waste anything. And that's our ethos at home generally as well. We just don't want anything to go to waste. So we kind of always try and repurpose things Mm. or
0: or
2: make make use of things that are left over or whatever. Mm. Um so, yeah, that's hence why the range has kind of grown a bit, hasn't
1: it? Yeah, it has. Um, but then we do still have our core clothing range, which you're right, it started with just one lady sweatshirt and one men's sweatshirt. And then we've listened to customer feedback. So for the ladies, they wanted different colours. For the men's, it's got a kangaroo pocket. They wanted that an option without just for something smarter for a meal or work, for example. So we've listened and diversified our sweatshirt range through customer feedback and wants. And then we've sort of gone with items that would complement those. So t-shirts and shorts are currently also out at the moment. Um and, and without saying too much, watch this space
0: to see what's yeah. coming soon. We've got,
1: we've
2: got a few products in development. <laughs> yeah, they're
0: in so, development now. Yeah. Oh, that's excited. Go on. We're gonna that's park exclusive for you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna park that. So I may want to like talk about that a bit later. But I also yeah. wanted to talk about which is what you know I was drawn to your brand um like I'm well, not right at the beginning but I do feel like it was quite early in your journey that I we sort of connected via Instagram mm-hmm. and I think we connected through maybe I think it was it was it Rhea Freeman I can't remember how it I was possibly. was it Rhea Freeman or was yeah. it Sophie's January challenge or somewhere like that it was one of those like, yeah <laughs> connections um And we just got in touch and we've just, you know, we've just stayed in touch. And um, what I loved is how, like you say, you've sort of mentioned about being sustainable and making sure there's no waste and things like that. And how you also want to use as much as possible local businesses local to you. And you guys are based in Somerset. Um, Can -hmm. you talk us about um, the. uh, The outsource line that you have to that create your brand that was a very long-winded question and i'm really sorry <laughs> <All>
2: Right, <laughs> I, I was it's usually me that gets tongue-tied to...
1: <laughs> uh yeah so all of our products are made in the uk um and 90 of it's made here in somerset and that's within a 35 minute drive away and the other 10% is made in Cornwall so it's all southwest made um and yeah. the new items that are coming are going to a larger factory but that is still Somerset based and we're very much southwest supporters and supporting yeah. where we can local uh, seamstresses or manufacturers to keep that economy locally going mm. so it was that something you wanted to add in I no no
2: no <laughs> No, I just you know the the fact of keeping um, keeping the business as local as possible, and having that traceability element, having the element where we can actually um, go and see the people Uh
0: because they're so you know
2: they're only twenty minutes, thirty minutes down the road, is really important to us because then we can check quality, we can check that they're okay, um, you know, build up good relationships with them, um, and ultimately try and keep the carbon footprint of it as small as possible yeah um because ultimately we don't necessarily want to have to travel thousands of miles to try and produce what we're doing
0: Mm. yeah yeah and so how did you decide that they were like the right people to make your clothes did you see lots of different people or was it literally just luck that as soon as you met these like manufacturers that were the right ones for you and getting the materials they were like the right people did you have to do some research originally we did
1: yeah
2: we had to do quite a lot of research as as you'd imagine in the fashion industry um, contacts aren't necessarily easy to come by good yeah. ones good either. ones um, and certainly like sourcing materials and things like that quite a lot of people try and keep certain contacts and information to themselves and close to the chests so Catherine worked very diligently in trying to secure as many leads and contacts and you know following different networks which mm. obviously you know where the instagram family and everything that came in um yeah and eventually we found some really good contacts didn't we
1: yeah we're members of make it british as well yeah. um so they, they've they obviously, yeah they've been really supportive and they helped us initially um i don't know maybe 10 different manufacturers but manufacturers will specialize in specific things so you might have one that can do outerwear like coats you might have one that can do socks and socks only mm. we also needed people that were experienced in jersey and then they added complication of tweed because not everyone's experienced with using tweed mm. yeah i think it narrowed our search down to just a couple of factories um one yeah. in sheffield and one in milton Keynes yeah. originally
2: which we went and saw both of them and just tried to you know suss them out basically see whether or not it was something that you know we wanted to build up a working relationship with um, and there was one that just sort of stood out, Stood out really, wasn't there?
1: Yeah. Um, but the only reason we didn't continue with um, that one was just because of lockdown. They obviously needed to focus on PPE. Um, we really needed to focus on our business surviving yeah, uh, the we, pandemic. We had to
2: move forward,
1: didn't we? So we needed to bring it closer to home and in-house with people that were self-employed and on their own and could still work from home. Um, yeah. And in turn, we provided them with a source of income which otherwise they may not have had through the pandemic because it was another sideline of their work that had then been closed because of the pandemic so it just naturally yeah worked really well
2: yeah and we ultimately we we want to support local people um you know if we can try and put work their way and you know give them more work that then leads to other contacts and other people that we could potentially work with. Yeah. And that's great, you know, because we're we're all about having a network of local people that all have the same sort of interests that can all help each other, basically.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm just going to ask you something. And literally, as you said something, I went, oh, yes, I need to ask him about that. And you know when you have a moment and it just goes completely out of your mind? and then, then it will come know. back to me <laughs> it will come back to me in two seconds time um but with lockdown like talk us through how obviously it was a scary time for everyone like in the country especially small businesses so um how did how was lockdown for you as a business brilliant
2: I, I, yeah <laughs> to, to be honest it was it was great it, it was
1: a making of us I think yeah
2: I think it has because a lot of people remember the sort of dark sides of it and obviously we had our dark moments as well same as everyone else in the country but it kind of put certain things into perspective and it you know you sort of made made you realize what was important Mm -hmm. and it gave us a real focus um it also allowed us to spend more time together and to you know to push things forward didn't it
1: yeah and i it gave us a way of connecting with our audience more as well because you were on them, Carly. Yeah. We did um, Facebook and Instagram Lives, I think, once a week just to generally yeah. try and bring morale up of people. And, you know, we were a bit silly <laughs> when we get going on a live and, you know, just have a bit of a laugh with it. And, yeah, it really helped, I think, us build a rapport with people, lasting yeah. friendships. And, yeah, because we hadn't have a choice, we needed to, to diversify and quickly, and we had the local skill set and knowledge to do so, yeah. I think it's really pushed our business further forward than it may not have yeah, been had we sort of just continued to plod along.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The,
2: only, the only tricky part was that we were both still working full time mm. because we were working from home. You know, we were sort of um, key services, if you like. Um, so we were still splitting our time between our full time jobs and doing the business, which is mm. not easy. Yeah. You, know, you ask anyone on any network there's quite a large percentage of people who do do that you know Mm. their business is not always their sole income yeah Um, but yeah at least we had more time to you know spend developing you you can go anywhere (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and I I think you're you're completely right I think a lot of people would admit that they did reevaluate their lives what are their priorities um, in general and um, and then you know if they had like a business idea or if they already currently had a business they'd be able to sort of invest more time into that um, which you know probably like you say wouldn't have had if we didn't have that opportunity to lock down and have that time given to us we just wouldn't have had that opportunity. To do things like this. So sometimes it has been a blessing. I mean, like I say, it's not been great for every person, but I think as a general, I think it has been a blessing for everyone just to stop, pause on life, reevaluate, and almost do the restart button again. Yeah. Sorry, I think my internet connection went really unstable Especially there. It picked up again. Oh, good. Hopefully, you heard me okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. um We were just literally talking about the weather. um There is a storm due, and I feel like my internet connection's already not working and it hasn't even started.
2: <laughs> it's because we were also talking about lockdown and yeah. so to, who, who yeah. didn't have an IT glitch during lockdown?
0: Yeah. 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 And good. Teams
2: and all those sorts of things.
0: <laughs> exactly um and so let's talk about um obviously I know you've talked about your products but have there been any particular products that have like been the most popular or has it all sort of varied like see I know you're not seasonal products but has it varied through the seasons or is it one that sort of stands out the most
1: it's,
2: it's still the, core, the the sweatshirts is still the core really of the business mm. I would say
1: I think so
2: um the belts have risen in popularity mm. like you wouldn't believe um we've got one family who you know, started know. off buying one for the was it for the husband or the wife
1: the husband I think
2: then they bought one for them you know the partner then they bought you know one for the kids <laughs> so the whole family's got a foursome <laughs> yeah, battle four. <laughs> which is all customized different colors it's great it's yeah really good
1: yeah they they were really yeah pop. gifting items i think Mm. particularly christmas time and the sweatshirts have really grown in popularity i guess more so now we've got more of a range with them and different colors and in the men's we've got slightly different styles so Mm. they've always been our core product um but they've definitely grown in popularity i'd say
2: yeah big time i mean the the men's sweatshirts at the moment we've hardly got any left
1: yeah we've
2: literally got (laughs) yeah You were saying earlier, you were like, um, that's probably the reason why we're not getting any of those sales because we haven't actually got any product.
0: But I think because, obviously, the British weather is so unpredictable mm-hmm. with those sweatshirts, you they're so, you know they're so uh what's the word like for the changeable weather they're so easy just to put on if it's slightly mm. chilly and yeah. then if you you don't get too hot in them either so you could wear them if it is slightly warmer you're not going to be sweating and get and like oh god I'm going to take it off when put it back yeah. on and they're just quite easy just to grab and just put on yeah, yeah they're quite exactly. versatile
2: you can kind of adapt them to any situation really you can dress them up you can dress them down they're pretty much useful for every single season um, let's face it even in the summer it still gets pretty damn cold yeah. in the evenings so
1: yeah 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 like they're great for you know if you have barbecues in the summer or you go to the beach yeah. they're a great sort of throw on item just tight around your waist put it over your shoulders and then yeah. it's there when it gets colder
2: it's funny because i if you ask kafa i mean the the product that i wear the most is probably the sweatshirt and i'm in a different one most days <laughs> and i wear it all year round and it's funny how the materials actually work with the different seasons yeah you'd think that wearing a sweatshirt like this would be you know too much in the summer but actually it's not
1: no no it's because it's It's... cotton as well we only use natural fibers um so they breathe and move with you so cotton you know keeps you warm when you want it but
2: organic cotton organic
1: cotton but it also keeps you cool when you need it as well so
0: yeah yeah they're great (laughs) (laughs) perfect for any british wardrobe uh, an essential maybe for any british wardrobe i think still that's my new tagline yeah exactly <laughs> that's it um so i wanted to ask you we briefly sort of stepped on it just a slightly earlier about any sort of new products that are coming out obviously i know you don't want to say anything but is there any sort of teasers that you may be able to tell us on the podcast um, or do you just want to keep it a
2: complete secret
0: oh, all the time? Top secret. No, teachers are, fine. <laughs> it, <teasers> are fine. <laughs> I Just don't know what to say.
2: Yeah. Uh, we're Wait, still okay, can you
0: tell us when it's coming out? Hopefully April. Oh, okay. So we haven't got long to go. That's good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So they're in they're in the development stage at the moment. And yeah.
1: I think um spring colours for spring. Okay. Oh good. <laughs> that might help a bit. Mm-hmm. um with some of it <laughs> yeah
2: but still sort of classic items yeah because we're all about classics let's face yeah.
1: it yeah yeah absolutely
0: yeah
1: oh, and that's a good one some classic think of some classics as well
0: <laughs> oh okay okay right <laughs> I like that at least we've got little teasers that's all I wanted I didn't want to say <laughs> oh, but I just wanted a little teaser so I'm pleased. Thank you, Thank you so much, <laughs> you so much for sharing. Um, and is there anything you wanted to discuss that we may not have covered? So it could be about your brand, um, about um sustainable um buying and, and products and things like that. Is there anything you want to talk about and discuss that we may not already covered? Um
1: potentially I'm, I'm, around sustainability, it's very much a buzzword. Um and just for people to be very careful with, if you're trying to, a lot of people are trying to be more sustainable um, and support local. You know, buy local, support local where they can. Just be careful with, um, you know, reading of labels and the information that you can find out, because some labels might say that product is designed in the UK but that doesn't necessarily mean it's made in the uk so make sure it states yeah. where it's physically made so it could say for example designed in the uk you know in the back neck label somewhere obvious but on the mm-hmm. care label it might actually be made in china or india mm-hmm. um to so be careful you know with that if you're really wanting to support uk made and the same with sustainability um you know what materials are in the product is it cotton conventional cotton or is it organic cotton is it um a mix of fibers which might not break down as easily at the end of the product uh, life and cycle mm-hmm. so yeah if, if people are not want to support local and British and are wanting to be more sustainable I guess just top tips of maybe things to look out for to make sure that what you think you're buying is actually what it says it is on the tin
2: yeah and we've Ka- Catherine's done some great blogs and things and there's loads of information on our website um, about this and lots of other topics. Um, but, yeah, like Catherine says, you know, um, brands are trying to be clever and to use buzz terms. But actually, if you look at the actual finer detail of it, actually, you know, they're just trying to pull a fast one on you. Yeah. You know, they'll put, they'll put a Great Britain flag on the product and it will say, like Catherine says, designed in the UK. But actually, it's not made in the UK at all. Um, yes. Which is a shame, you know, yeah. because everything that we do is to try and support British manufacturing. Mm. Um, and obviously people are trying to jump on the bandwagon and appeal to people who purchase things based upon price and upon, um, you know, a flag being on a on a jumper, for example, say. Yeah. Rather than actually where it's come from and what materials have been used and what labour's been used and where that labor's located, mm. where the materials come from, um, because one of our frustrations is that people, when we when we do trade shows, for example, um, people will sometimes just come and they will look at our products and they'll base upon it, base upon two decisions basically. It'll either be, do I like it and can I afford it. Yeah, And a lot of the time it's hard to capture them and sort of explain what the story is behind them
0: Yeah, and
2: why the price is reflective of the product. Mm-hmm. So I guess the message I would say to people is don't base a product just purely on price. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to say, I do remember you guys doing a post, and it might be Catherine that done it, and you explaining about like you. Ha- um, I don't know if you, you must have done it on your grid or something, or like a reel or something, and you did, or like a short video of explaining the the labels and what to look out for, and said this, it says this, but this isn't made in Britain, and this nah. says this, but and that was a really informative, um. Form, like very informative and like I think a lot of people would have appreciated that and I, like with your price point not that I feel like you need to justify your price point because your your price your pieces are investment pieces so yeah. they're not it's not an item that you like you say you're going to buy every season and then you buy something you, you know it's a piece that you're going to buy and then you're going to have it like you say for years and years and years yeah where long term it's a, a it's a It works out cheaper.
1: That's it. It's called cost per wear. So one of our sweatshirts, um, the most expensive at the moment is 135 pounds, but that'll last you the next 10 years. Whereas if you bought a sweatshirt um from the high street that maybe cost you 30 pounds and it's lesser quality stitching, it's lesser quality materials. Um, the composition isn't of a pure natural state. Um, you know, it's made for probably three pounds it's not going to be the highest quality threads and things. Yeah. It's probably yeah. going to be six months to a year shelf life. And you yeah. may not wear it that often because it was only 30 pounds. Yeah. It's probably not going to wash very well either. So you're going to be replacing that a lot more than you would in something that's made of really high quality materials stitched really well. You know, someone's put love, care and attention into making it really, mm-hmm. really well. Um, but yeah, up front, it will cost you slightly more, but over the 10 year, five, 10 year period, you'll actually
2: save money yeah Yeah, you do and you you get what you pay for at the end of the day yeah um you know you could just go and pick up two sweatshirts at 10 pounds each and those sweatshirts might last you you know half a year a year or something like that or you could just pick up one that will last you forever
0: yeah
2: so if you if you work out the cost on the basis of cost per wear you know, there's no competition,
1: is there? No. Really? No. And we've also this year, um, we now offer a repair service. So, if one of our buttons comes off or the zips not quite working properly, I don't know, the badge is faded, the labels are faded, hmm. just contact us and we'll repair it for you, or we'll have a discussion to see what we can do about it and send it back to you. And that's not at the cost of the customer, that's at our cost. Whereas, you know, if you bought something from the high street, there isn't necessarily that service available unless you've got the skills yourself. Yeah. someone in the family or friend that could mend it for you mm. it's more than likely that item's going to end up in the rubbish heap
0: yeah.
2: yeah basically we just try and do everything that we can to try and keep all of our products out of landfill yeah um, and just keep them going forever yeah. um an example is that you know we've both still got our samples from our original sweatshirts and mine still pretty much looks as fresh as it did when it was new it
1: was a 2017. Yeah,
2: twenty seventeen. yeah 2017 mine was it was a prototype sweatshirt and I still wear it to this day. There's no signs of any wear and tear. It's still in it's just as good a quality and the colour and everything about it is still pristine. Yeah. So they go. Yeah,
0: there you go. Well, that's, <laughs> come, up to five, that's come up to five years old this year, isn't yeah. it? So yeah. amazing. Yeah, it
2: still be going in another five years and another five years on top of that
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and that's what I love about your brand well I love obviously loads about your brand but that is one (laughs) of the main reasons I love about your brand and how and how passionate you are about it and I think that's so important that you're so passionate about every stage of your business every stage of the design and the the, uh, making of your products and even to like the final touches when you wrap your parcels and you send them all out and you're doing the cards and like every little personal touch and i think every customer that receives one of your packages appreciates the the extra mile you do so i want to say thank you on behalf of all your customers
2: (laughs) And if, you, and if you want to find out what the service is like, then you just have to buy some. <laughs> buy them, yeah. Yeah.
0: But James, how are stock levels at the minute?
2: <laughs> um, they're running a bit low, so I would probably jump in as quick as you can. <laughs> 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 www.touchoftweed.co.uk. <laughs> Not that I'm plugging or anything.
0: No. <laughs> okay so I always sort of round off each episode with some quick fire questions oh god generally are you guys or as individuals are you night in night out in In. is that always been like that or is that since lockdown
2: that's since I've met Catherine I think to be honest
0: I like my sleep yeah you just enjoy each other's company way we too just much. Just
2: cozy, cozy comforts now. Yeah, exactly. And the dog. I mean,
0: <laughs> and the dog. Oh, wanted. we need to talk about Jasper in a minute. We'll talk about a yeah. minute. Uh, tea or coffee? Tea.
2: Coffee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, wellies or heels? Well, James, you might. I need to be able to have one answer for this. But wellies <laughs> or heels? <laughs> <laughs> <Neither>. uh, <laughs> sweet or savory Ooh. oh
2: that's tricky savory oh
0: sweet um book or film
2: oh but- film
0: <laughs> you two are so opposite yeah that's, that's why you're yeah. ever attracted and this is why yeah. you're together um so uh book, what was the last book or you current reading a book now? And the film, what sort of films have you seen recently that you would recommend?
2: Um, I've just finished reading Dave Grohl's book, who's the lead singer from well, the main person from The Foo Fighters. Yep. Uh, which I highly recommend. It's a brilliant book. Uh he's led an incredible life. Mm-hmm. Um we don't
1: watch films
2: that film, often. Film. I, <laughs>
1: <'Cause> I, actually, <laughs> I love
2: watching films. I love like thrillers and like historical battle films and things like that. But Catherine hates them. <laughs> so <laughs> most of the time I don't end up watching them. <laughs> or if I have a sick day, then I can watch some films and things I want to watch.
0: <laughs> and together then we'll talk about Jasper the Dog because he has featured on your social media and yeah, you know he that, pops yeah. up on your stories and things like that. Um so, I guess he's probably one of your only, or maybe part of the brand apart from the brand is your common interest. It's Jasper yeah. the dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: If, if you pick up our phone, you'll see there's a very common trend. Yeah. Basically, all of our <laughs> <laughs> photographs are of Jasper. I think oh, has you. more photos of Jasper on her phone than she does of me. Probably. Oh,
0: <laughs> I don't think that's true. No, she does. She probably does. I can't really do. yes he is top PA
1: uh office Labrador spoilt to the hills
0: (laughs) and that's what how it should be with every dog on know we literally just before we were recording we were talking about our dogs because Zach well he's falling asleep now but he was saying hello to James and Catherine and then I said hello to Jasper and he didn't even look at me No.
2: Nope. Yeah. Let's put it, let's put it this way. When people, you know, we meet people and they say they're not dog people, we're kind of like, okay, yeah. we're going to talk to someone else. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. So let's go through about how people can get in touch with you. Obviously, you've mentioned your website, but could you give us the website, social medias? Are you going to any trade fairs this year? um Literally, where can we find you anywhere? You want to do the website?
1: Because you've done that one very nicely. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> Uh, the website is www You probably don't need that, but <laughs> <laughs> touchoftweed.co.uk.
1: Or.com.
2: Or.com. We have both domains. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've got Instagram. We are Touch of Tweed. We've got Facebook where we are Touch of Tweed Clothing, and we're also on Pinterest uh, as Touch of Tweed. Uh, oh, an email info at <laughs> and trade shows yes we are doing trade shows this year we're still finalizing some of them but we do have an event section on our website so you can come and check that out and we'll update that as and when we know exactly where we're going when and where Mm.
0: excellent well thank you guys for coming on i it's been lovely catching up with you i'm so pleased you've come onto the podcast and keep continuing like continuing what you're doing um not don't change on that not that you should or you wouldn't but please just carry on with what you're doing you're doing a grand job and i love it thank you so much thanks for having us thank you yeah
1: (laughs)
2: thanks for having us lovely
0: talking to you as always oh lovely thank you guys so as always if you enjoyed this podcast please screenshot tag us in we would love to know you're listening and i'll speak to you all on the next episode if you're listening to this episode, I really hope you enjoyed it as I did making it. If you um, like to follow me on socials, my um, Instagram is Cobset Equine Services, and the same on Facebook, Cobset Equine Services. Um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review, as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people. And I will speak to you all on the next episode. to this episode I really hope you enjoyed it as I did making it if you um, like to follow me on socials my um, Instagram is Cobbs Equine Services and the same on Facebook Cobbs Equine Services Um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people And I will speak to you all on the next episode.